0: What's the crack? Welcome back to the Irish Voice Podcast with another edition of Family Therapy. Myself and Mum sitting at the table about to talk about a week in the life of Manchester United fans. How are you feeling?
1: Do we really have to? Yeah, pretty grim after the weekend. Mm, very grim.
0: No reaction video this weekend because we were out for a Christmas party and also I don't think anyone really wanted to talk with the as immediately afterwards. It would have been too fun. knee-jerk
1: and so, all negativity. That would have suited you actually, Rory. It
0: would have, yeah, probably. I think so. Look... Four topics to talk tonight. We're going to talk about Bournemouth's tactics against Manchester United and whether that was a blueprint for how teams are going to play against us now. We're going to talk about Keep Ourself, very hot topic at the minute. Uh, I know everybody has an opinion on this, you're going to hear ours. Then we're going to talk about a segment I've called Reset or Restart. Reset being Jim Ratcliffe coming in, picking his own coach and going from the start again. Restart being that Jim Ratcliffe buys into the earth in vision and that it's a bit of a restart under the current regime. Then we're going to talk about the Bayern game. We ended on the fluffy note, considering we're going to be there. Woo! So Bournemouth tactics. What I seen Bournemouth do brilliantly was bully, harass, and press Manchester United high up the pitch. Do you think that is now going to be a blueprint that other teams use to beat us?
1: I will reiterate what the Bournemouth manager said: that when we attack, we attack in numbers. So therefore, we're leaving gaps, especially in that midfield. That's not cohesive and not as tight as it should be. Leaving one defensive midfielder to marshal that back line is suicide. It,
0: tactical suicide though.
1: Tactical suicide, yes.
0: Yeah. I think it was exposed in a few other games. And this is kind of what I was saying beforehand. I know I am negative and stuff at times. But it takes time and the consistency of football games for us to see how this manager wants to play. And his tactical decision-making in the is wrong. And we've said it before, so I'm not going to say it again. He needs to adapt, reflect, and change. And I'm not seeing it. Bournemouth was very indicative of the Hag Haggier thus far. They have a certain way of playing, and that way of playing is with two tens and a holding midfielder. And when a team presses you high in the Premier League, as will happen, then it exposes Sophie and Amrabat. It leaves him isolated in the midfield. It causes the, fo- the good football that we can play to kind of... Go to pot, and the opposition gets chances.
1: But we're so inconsistent. We've seen a high press against Chelsea. Now, albeit Chelsea are on the great side at the minute, now is inconsistent. Well, worse than we are at the moment. Yeah. But we've seen the high press. We did not see that against Bournemouth for whatever reason. <laughs> you, your forward line has to press at a unit as a unit, not one pressing.
0: Yeah, but we've seen this consistently all season. What I'm saying? We're, we're inconsistent. I was tra- trying to pick out one game and saying um, one tag to go. We pressed Chelsea, but we didn't press Bournemouth. Exactly. Bournemouth did let us. Bournemouth pressed us. Bournemouth knew that we wanted to have the but ball in around our, be our more centre-backs yeah, I, and the midfielders. Yes,
1: but we should be more proactive in our pressing, and we're not.
0: But Bournemouth let us have the ball. Bournemouth didn't want to control the game. They didn't care about Manchester Bournemouth counterattacked,
1: yes, because yeah. the space was there.
0: But they didn't have to just counterattack. It wasn't like they were counterattacking and p- taking the ball out of their defence and coming at Manchester United at full speed. What Bournemouth did was press Manchester United where Manchester United want to have all that control. The centre-backs, the back line, and the whole midfielder. And they ruined us for it. Because their manager looked at the way we played football and he outsmarted everything had. He thought, if you want to play this slow, drippy football and move the ball sideways and backwards, across the line against my the team, that's fine. We'll try and bully you, and if we can bully you and physically impose ourselves on you, I think we have a chance. And they scored three goals for our
1: I know playing out from the back is a modern way, but you have to have the personnel to implement that, and we have not at the minute. Yeah. Harry Maguire cannot play out from the back. He's far too slow.
0: Well, we talk about these same points every week we what do. I'm asking you it. is have Bournemouth now shown the rest of the Premier League if you want to beat United press them they can't take it if they want to play the ball in and around their centre backs and they want to move the ball that's so where press, yes. press them press them high, get at them get in their faces and they will wilt. and that's what I'm t- have Bournemouth actually
1: just shown I have palpitations palpitations every time United try and play out from the back I've watched what you would call the elitist teams doing it but, I, it's just, it's so frustrating to watch.
0: If it works, it works. If it doesn't work, it can be disastrous. And I
1: think... Most times it doesn't work.
0: The biggest thing I took from the Bournemouth game was, you're talking about Bournemouth. Like Bournemouth, they actually came out and made comments after the Bournemouth game, like what a night in Bournemouth's history. What a day for Bournemouth. Too many of those League. nights against us. Thought, Old Trafford has no standing anymore.
1: It's got no fear anymore.
0: Ericsson Hague came out today and said, oh, teams don't like coming to Old Trafford, Born on the sea, have a field day. And they're not the first team to come to Old Trafford with zero fear and come at Manchester United and try and play Manchester United at their own game. If you want to keep the ball and you want to knock the ball around in a slow, pedestrian-type way, we'll just press you and we'll get in your face and we'll see if you're tactically good enough to move the ball up the pitch, and they're not. But that's a difference in Tactics. The Bournemouth manager wanted to press us high because he knew that Ten Hag would play slow, drippy football and the Bournemouth manager got it right and Ten Hag got it wrong. So it gives me the fear now is what I'm trying to say, that any team that comes to Old Trafford, any team that plays Manchester United now, you know exactly what you have to do. You do what Bournemouth did. Press United high. Don't let them play the ball in around their centre-backs. Just get at them. Because when those centre-backs and those midfielders are forced to play tactical football, they're shit.
1: Yeah, the panic.
0: They do. And I tell you what, there was a clip came out, if anyone hasn't seen it, it's uh, Samuel Luckhurst will have it on his Twitter page, it'll be on Instagram, there's a few of them have it. It's Manchester United in training today. I have never seen a top tier football club look as shit in football training in all my life. I haven't seen the Rondo play that poorly since I went down to Fia's soccer blitz. It was absolutely disgusting. My child is eight years of age and it was like watching... Eight to ten year olds try and play the rondo. Have you seen it?
1: No, I didn't it see it. It's no.
0: shockingly bad. Shockingly bad. Dallow and McComedy running between two. Surprised to put like it up second. then. I, do you know, I think Samuel Lurkers and stuff, they didn't want to put it out in a disparaging way, in a negative way. But I think he's had a dig at United there because it's shockingly bad. It is, it's, and it's kind of like, oh, Manchester ended in training today. Look at the unison. It's amateur looking, it's awful. Brutal looking.
1: I oh, no, I missed that one now. Yeah,
0: well I'll show it to you after this. It's pretty I bad. Don't bother. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the worry. Now, I there was one thing I took away from this press conference today and it was leading on from the Bournemouth game and he talked about the inconsistency of teams around us and you have to say, like no one no. this season is fully getting it right. There's some shockers all over Europe. Barcelona losing to Girona. Frankfurt hammering Munich. I
1: you like know? that one though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Luton almost beaten City. I thought it was just as... Luton almost beaten City it was crazy. Yeah. but
1: Liverpool nicking it in the dying moments.
0: Yeah. The fact is we're Manchester United fans and as a Manchester United fan I am not liking any of what I'm seeing at the minute from Manchester United. I'm excited for the game tomorrow night because the big occasion... Uh, anything can happen. We've seen it when Ali beat PSG. But... I don't know what needs to change with this man, but I'm I'm really worried that Bournemouth will show the weekend exactly what you do in the Premier League to beat Manchester United. Do you think he'll
1: change it tomorrow night? God, no. No. Same formation, same team.
0: Oh, I've called this for weeks. He doesn't change. You're expecting miracles here. like You're talking about a man who resolutely believes in the way that he plays football and the people that play football for him. And you are taking... I think we're taking our own ideas of Maneu and is in midfield, Varane coming back in, and willing them on this man, you're not going to get it. It's not going to happen.
1: Well, your managerial career will live and die by your selection.
0: Definitely. And it'll be Harry Maguire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there'll be no Varane. But look, we'll get into the Bayern Munich game and what I think of it later on. Keep or sell.
1: Oh, this, this should, should be interesting. One. Yep. I'm
0: going to bring this one in before I thought we reset or restart, because this will lead into this. It'll segue in nicely, because... It speaks to who the football club actually deserves to be there at the minute. So we'll start off with the goalkeepers, right? Andre O'Nana, keep or sell keep. and why?
1: Keep. I think Andre Nana and is under pressure with that back line. I think the defenders, the chopping and changing of personnel is putting him under pressure. I don't think Andrew Nana and is playing the game that he wants to play, And I also think it's going to take him a while adapting to the Premier League. Because in Serie A, there's not... I'm not saying there's not pressure on the goalkeepers, but there's not as much pressure on the goalkeepers in Serie A as there would be in the Premier League.
0: Yeah.
1: And he's having to make too many saves because of that defensive line.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Don't get me wrong, Roar. He gives me the jitters. He's got a very awkward way of goalkeeping. The way he, his body um, movement to me is all wrong. So I think there has to be, there definitely has to be a period period of adjustment for him in the Premier League. So at present, I would keep.
0: I would keep him too. I think when we used to discuss Harry Maguire and Harry Maguire's sort of trials and tribulations at Manchester United when it wasn't going right, I felt that he faced too much. I felt that his midfield completely left him down, that McFred left him so exposed, the entire defence and David ahead that period. And I thought they were under far too much pressure. And nothing has changed. Because the midfield hasn't changed. The guys that could change the midfield at the minute are unfortunately injured. Scott McTominay is persistent in the team. Persistently turning up with anonymous performances. And then goals here and there to keep himself in form. And keep himself in the manager's favour. I don't think Andrew and Nana is given a fair shape of things. I don't think recently. it's a
1: fair reflection of him.
0: So with Andrew Nana, Anna I'm going to say keep. I don't think we need to discuss by Because no. what he said Well,
1: Will the man get a keep. game this season? Because... Yeah, we'll need a backup. We
0: need a backup. yeah. <laughs> if you move on to the right-backs, the Ogodalo... Nope, sell. I'd sell him too. Why would you sell him?
1: Because he's inconsistent. Because he's not a good defender. He's a very good wing-back, as I would call it. He's a hybrid. But f- to me, and I'm old school, if you're a defender, that's your job. You have to defend. Yeah. And he goes missing. And he's a hero footballer as well. Yeah, he'll take the shot he to me he can't read the game the way he should be should be able to read it
0: he plays football like a crash test don't he? he's really good in spells and he goes forward brilliantly and then he comes clambering back like he's lost his mind or like he's forgotten how to play football and he bundles into his own players and he confuses and upsets he occupies space that, that he shouldn't he either comes in narrow or keeps himself disastrously out wide he just doesn't know how to defend He's not a defender. He would be a cracking wing back if you played in a system that was five at the back yes. and you had three centre backs. But we don't play that way, so he has to be sold. Has to be. Aaron Wamsaka sell. Okay. Would you not keep Wamsaka? On- no, I would no, on- get
1: rid of the two of them, and I'll tell you why. We would need only one as a backup. I'm trying to think. Is there one of the youth and the- that could do backup? No, Martin Williams,
0: Alvaro Fernandez. Even there went, didn't
1: he? Yeah, he was sold by me. So there's nobody. You? That's the only thing. There's nobody. Yeah, i no well, okay, can yeah, concede that one. I think Wan-Bissaka, Wan-Bissaka is the lesser of two years. Yeah. Well, at least Aaron, Aaron Wan-Bissaka can defend. That's
0: exactly it. You're not going to get um, the sort of confusion and inconsistent defensive patterns from Aaron Wan-Bissaka. You won't get the same attacking outlet. But surely, that's where you are saying the old in right back. Yeah. As a backup, cracking right back. hmm But he's up for a contract renewal at the minute and he's. Him in and hand, isn't he? They
1: are heaven in hand over it.
0: Yeah, they don't know what to do, but interesting to see what happens. I would have Juan Busaka over Dallo every day of the week.
1: Well, I would it. agree with you. Uh,
0: then we're into the centre backs. have to start with the main man of the season, Harry Maguire.
1: Sell. I would
0: sell Harry Maguire too. But you can't take it away from him. He has done absolutely everything to endear himself once again to Manchester United fans' hearts. I thought Harry Maguire Not mine. was a shining light the other day. In a very, very poor performance. He won his tackles. He won his headers. He was let down by the squad selection again because Luke Shaw got bullied.
1: Yeah, Luke Shaw did get bullied. And Harry Maguire is a very good defender. I would say... No, I wouldn't. But he's a very good defender in the right system. Yeah. And that system's not for Harry Maguire.
0: No, I agree. I am saying, Sal, he'll stay. Ten Hag has done a U-turn now surprisingly shockingly shockingly is shockingly. right but he's done a U-turn we're not going to see Maguire leave anytime soon I don't believe not when he's keeping Raphael Varane out of the team Raphael Varane
1: I would sell Raphael I'm selling everybody I would sell Varane because Varane can't keep himself fit and you need consistency in a defensive partnership yeah and that's the only Raphael Varane is still a Rolls Royce of a player when he's fit but you can't have a player that's coming in for a couple of games and then out for two and three.
0: Is he not good enough to compensate for that?
1: But I'll go back again to the defensive partnerships. I'll go back. Do You need partnerships all over that pitch. You've seen, and I'm not digging out Marcus Rashford, but you've seen how exposed Aaron wan was in... Help me out here, Rory. What match was it? Oh, yes. It's uh, the end of the story of this season. I know the one you're talking
0: about. You know the one I'm
1: talking about. Just a few matches ago but and Aaron Wampasaka was shocking in that match and he was shocking because he was on his own yeah
0: because yeah, you can talk about defensive partnerships when Martinez comes back he's going to play one with Maguire. not going to be dropped well so is that the defensive deci- the Well, decision I don't decision know that, that, was partnership. Partnership. that was the
1: partnership that was the defensive partnership that started yeah at the start of last season but now he doesn't trust for him well, and we, we don't Luke know. Shaw
0: we're not privy to that. Played Raphael Varane last season. So when we're talking about defensive partnerships, surely it would have made sense to bring Varane back in when he wanted to play Shaw as a left side centre back, but he didn't. But the first time in anyone's tenure at Manchester United, he decided that Luke Shaw could play alongside Harry Maguire.
1: Well, it would it been fair to drop Harry Maguire? Since he's been solid from his come back in.
0: If you were a strong enough manager, would you not drop any player who wasn't playing your system or your tactics adequately? To compensate for the world class defender on the bench. I mean, you can point to partnerships, but Maguire and Shaw had no partnership. He's still chosen. He's still choosing to play Rafael Varane on the bench. And he can't point to partnerships well, or, see, any or cooperation or any of that because they've never played together. The big
1: question everybody's asking why is Varane not getting on? Why is he not picking? Why is he, he not getting Maguire? games?
0: I think he sees nothing wrong in Harry Maguire's game. Now, I hope I'm wrong. I I'm hope you're wrong. said this a couple of weeks in a row and each time. Our manager proves me right. I don't think he sees anything wrong in Harry Maguire's game. I think he thinks Harry Maguire's doing a very good job. And how high did Harry well, Maguire Well, other people do won't. as
1: well. Sending a player of the month.
0: There you go. But, yes, I would sell him because he's detrimental to the entire team's overall play. Right. I agree with that, but our manager doesn't see it. Victor Lindelof.
1: Oh, definitely sell.
0: Yeah, 110. No excuse for that. Yeah,
1: it's just overstayed as welcome. Has. Sorry, Victor. I like you and all that, but sure No
0: contract for nil. No, con- he has to go. No contract for nil for Victor Lindelof. I and it depends how much Aaron Wan-Bissaka is willing depends to pay. Depends who
1: you get in as well, though, Rory. You know this. Yeah, well, fish. Oh God, no.
0: Better than Lindelof. No, At least he no, right. he's not.
1: No, he's not. Oh, I think he is. He's definitely Jeez. not. He's
0: got a bit of bait about him. Uh, Martin is.
1: Oh, good. Keep Martin
0: Yeah, no argument there. No. Johnny Evans.
1: Johnny's going to go. He has to go. Gracefully. Bye, Johnny.
0: <laughs> yeah. I They'll keep him more vehicle love.
1: Well, see, then again, come back to the pens.
0: I don't think Johnny Evans has done bad when he's been called upon this season. Just he's at that age where he's finding it hard. Yeah. He can't take a fit. And, you know, he can't, he can't come in and out of the team... In the way that he used to, because he's only fit for a certain amount of minutes. But as a backup and well, there you go. I would give Will
1: Fish Johnny Evans minutes to see if he's good enough for the Premier League.
0: I would give him Victor Lindelof and keep Johnny Evans, but there you go. <laughs> I can't stand Victor Lindelof. Yeah, I know. I don't see any pluses in that. Never have, never have. I think he's a very weak centre back and an adequate right back. And he he was bought as a right back, wasn't
1: he? No, he was bought as centre back. Was he not? I thought he was better at
0: the right when he came in from Benfica.
1: Do you know, they should have converted Victor into a defensive midfielder. Because he's got a good old pass and I'm under pressure as yeah, well.
0: That's one, th- that is something I think. I know that's the- your...
1: I really, because I tell you why, bear, but-
0: if you play a centre back, your instincts are with your back to the goalkeeper. So it's easier for you to play football then because you don't expect anybody to come from behind you and your 360 awareness doesn't have to be there. So, we're putting Victor Lindelof into the midfield to ping balls about the place and hope that he breaks up play. He won't do it. His instincts will be all wrong. It, it, it's very hard to see a centre back in the history of football that effectively converted himself from centre back into hole in midfield. You're going to find one example of this of someone who did it effectively Joshua Kimmich. Now, give me another one. Started as centre back and turned himself into a decent hole in midfield. I can't.
1: It doesn't happen. Because I can't remember. That's why. It's not that <laughs> st- it didn't happen. It's just I can't remember.
0: It doesn't happen. It doesn't, well, very rarely hard it hard happens, yeah. Mid mid well, it was
1: just my opinion. I just thought he would have made a good central Look,
0: lead. I heard when Lissandro Martinez came in that they were going to play Martinez in hole in midfield because he can play there. It's just wrong. They're he doesn't like backs. playing there anyway. And Manchester United fans are very guilty at times of throwing our hands up and turning around and saying, oh, square pegs around holes, we play people out of position and then by the same effect just, you're not the only it one it was want, a throwaway comment
1: midfield. I always you know, thought he would have
0: was the answer to holding midfield last season I heard this countless times every time Kastner was missing why doesn't he play Martinez in the whole midfield better in he defense. can't do it. simple as you just, it's very hard for a centre back to play holding midfield so Victor goes hop play
1: mm-hmm.
0: left backs we have Rahulian Malassia and Shaw Rahulian is on loan.
1: Yeah, send him back.
0: Yeah, I agree. Malassia.
1: was good backup. Shaw. Yeah, I'll keep Shaw. I can't argue with that. Yeah.
0: Mm. Luke Shaw is one of those players I think we should keep. Although I do have But he's doubts. much better at left. I have real doubts over Luke Shaw's attitude. I think he's committed to training and whatnot. But I have an awful suspicion that Luke Shaw is one of those snakes that is part of the toxic clique of Manchester United. I remember an interview he gave after a Ralph Rangnick game and he mentioned that the players didn't know what they were doing on the pitch and that, you know, the tactical decisions. And I just thought, he is sneakily throwing his manager under the bus but afterwards he was glorified. Look at big, brave Luke coming out and saying it exactly as it is. And I just thought, no, he's just sneakily throwing his manager under the bus. Could be right. He's obviously annoyed at what's going on but he's too shy to actually just come out. Apparently he's
1: not shy at all. Apparently he's one of the vocal ones in the dressing room. One of the leaders in the dressing room, which I was very surprised at.
0: I think a negative leader. I would love to be wrong, because you never know, when it's pure guesswork on my behalf. But I think Shaw is part of that legacy clique of players. think he
1: could be one of the leaks?
0: No, not a leak. I don't think anyone's a leak. I think you and I discussed this. I think the leak is coming from family members and friends around footballers who aren't enjoying their life at Manchester United and are venting out, and they're all getting... Rebecca Vardy.
1: <laughs> it's a very good example. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You,
0: you have, I'm Marcus Rashford, mate, and Marcus comes on the phone and says, I am hating things here at the minute. I'm being played out of position. He's playing me on the right. I'm trying to toe the party line. We had a meeting today. Raph kicked off. Cass kicked off. They both said, they hated the football. They said this, they said that. He'd be like, God, that's awful, mate. And then texting Samuel Lockers, going, if you give me a couple hundred quid, I'll tell you exactly what happened in that meeting today and that's the You're unfortunate right, circumstance yeah. these ways especially these with social media yeah so I don't think anyone is directly leaking things I think people are talking too much to friends and family that they trust and those sneaky wee laughs throw away comments order, yeah or get them done for but uh, yeah I couldn't agree more with the left back decisions it'd be very hard to get rid of Luke Shaw at the minute but I just have an awful feeling he might be
1: snake in the grass yeah
0: I just do don't know why hole in midfield and I'm saying holding midfield because of the way the manager is yeah. playing at the minute, right? So I see three players that can play effectively: there are Casemiro, Kobe, Maynard and Sophie Amrabat. So Sofyan Amrabat.
1: Oh, I'm gonna sit on the fence with this one. I don't think he's got enough time. There have been glimpses that he can do the job, but then again, like all our holding midfielders, he's isolated.
0: I think we've seen a couple of months of Ten Hag ball and this is his vision for playing football i'm yet to see a hole midfielder that effectively can play in that system because it's the same old crap they get isolated their tens are too high up the pitch they're called upon to do a job that only frankie young was able to do one singular player who is an exceptional breaker of the press and a man for running beyond people and earthen Hagg is expecting this of every hole midfielder he gets and when nobody can do it they look terrible yeah so it's very hard to judge and uh, but I have to say I'm not going to sit the fence I would give him back I don't think he's good enough
1: right
0: I don't think he's better than Kobe Maynard or Casemiro so I think he was signed as a bit of a panic signing at the end of the window a stopgap yeah because because
1: of Maynard's injury Kobe at that Maynard stage. an injury yeah. Mason
0: thing. got an injury and I think Tin got to him thought oh god I'm late here yeah there's no cover
1: there's no cover Victor Lindelof <laughs> for fuck's <Fox Day. laughs> sake <laughs> <laughs> just said throw it in there <laughs> no no good old Victor I'll drive him to the airport <laughs> so we can fuck
0: off uh, yeah I, I think Sophie Navarro was back to Fiorentina I don't see any reason he's not giving me any reason
1: not a present wrong. anyway no. Casimiro oh I would keep Casimiro yeah so would I and for two reasons he's still one of the best in the world on his day and Kobe Maynard could learn a hell of a lot of him. Exactly. Or sorry, from him.
0: A fully fit Casemiro playing in the right system would be one of the best midfielders that Manchester United have. When yep. he came last season, he dug us out of so many games. And in the Bayern Munich game this year, he was incredible. Mm-hmm. Because he abandoned his manager's tactics, he threw caution to the wind, and he just went at Munich in the last 25 minutes. And you've seen the world-class talents of that lad. He's very good at getting forward. He's very, very good in the box. He has an eye for goal. But I think he's been used tactically incorrectly this season and i believe he's one of the ones that spoke up at the apparent behind closed door meeting and probably said i'm not enjoying the way we're playing football Well, you wouldn't and something definitely happened there did you see scott my line after the chelsea game yeah it was towing the party line like
1: wasn't it just like what yeah
0: to actually directly reference the rumors and gospel after all the show you lad's put into this Do you, you think that
1: is um, an indication that the media is getting to Ten Hag?
0: 110. Oh yeah. You yeah, know that he's, he's not as confident,
1: it. he's not as bullish as the facade that he's showing. That the media is getting to him.
0: Yeah, look, we'll get into Eric Hag after the Q cell, but yeah, there's many things annoying me with this man. No, I know. Many, many things. Uh, Right, so they're the whole of the midfielders. Kobe Maynard is a no-brainer yes. Nobody's going to sell Kobe Maynard. Nobody. Mm-hmm. That's one for the future. Into the 10s, as I see them. So the right-sided 10s, I think the only two on our team that can play there is Mount and Scott. Would you
1: agree? I would agree, yes.
0: Yeah, I'm talking about the 10 that goes beside the defensive yes. midfielder. Mason Mount. Keep. Scott with
1: Sell. Although Scott McTominay, I keep
0: both. Yeah, it'd be a good squad.
1: No, he's not a starter. Not for me. And I've said this a couple of times in the podcast. He is not a starter. He would. He's a good squad player.
0: Yeah, if you have. So, that, sorry
1: to interrupt, Rory. If Scott McTominay is not scoring goals, he's offering nothing else. I
0: agree. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely I nothing. Scott McTominay. In the last 25 minutes, could be the greatest asset that any manager ever had. Absolutely. If you have played the game and you have got yourself into a 1-H and you are chasing, looking for that final goal, that is where Scott comes alive. To control a 90-minute football game against anyone? No. That's where Mount comes in.
1: Yeah, I That's agree. It has to be
0: Mount starting. But I think in the current landscape of Manchester United, when you're talking about selling so many players, you can do a lot worse than you've He's a great utility player. And he has shown in 90-minute games this season that he can come alive and he can do a job, but he should not be playing as consistently as he is. No. And that is, he's been shown up in some bigger games this year, but against Bournemouth, I thought he was just largely ineffective.
1: It became Casper again.
0: Because Bournemouth pushed us high up the pitch and because Bournemouth were willing to press in and isolate Sophie and Amorbaugh. And the way to cut it off is, get at the back lane and Amrabat. If you can cut those passing lanes off, and United are forced to play football out of their bottom third. It's not going to work. But no, I'm I'm going to keep Scott. So the tens then. I think the man behind the striker, Bruno Fernandez. Keep. Sell. Why? I think he's too wasteful to play in our Hags control-based system. And I think if you are going to play any top monitor system, he's still too wasteful. And I've been really annoyed at his lack of ability to find the striker. He doesn't play for the striker. He, he does the exact same thing with Alejandro Garnacho as he did with Marcus Rashford. It's like watching two-man football. They're not interested in anybody else in the football pitch. They just want to keep the ball amongst each other. Okay. So I don't think he suits Manchester United.
1: Doesn't suit the system.
0: No. He's slowly turning into what I thought Man Wallet... Man Wallet? Juan Mata was at Manchester United. I never liked Juan Mata at Manchester United. I always appreciated the talents of the footballer. I always appreciated the effort he put in the Manchester United shirt. I never believed he suited Manchester United. He was a 10. He was a 10 for Spain in the limited chances he got for them. And he was a 10 for Chelsea. And he came in to play left wing for Manchester United. This slow, possession-based, tricky technician of a footballer. And I just thought he didn't suit And I don't think Bruno Fernandes suits Manchester Well, see, there
1: again, there's the argument that everybody or supporters of Bruno Fernandes will throw up or any football player for that matter. Oh, but he does it for his country. Totally different system that they play in.
0: Yeah, Totally different. And I can only speak now for the system and the football that I'm watching. I have no doubt that Bruno Fernandes will go from Manchester United and be an absolute superstar somewhere because he's world class. He's such a talented footballer. But if you are going to play this style of football, he can't keep doing what he's doing. So if we're going to play the game fair and we're not taking our own opinions into it and wanting to Hag's sack, sell. Never going to work under our Ten Hag. If Ten Hag's the man, sell. Has to be sold. Fair enough. Uh, then into the left wingers, you've got Garnacho. Keep. Rashford.
1: Do you know, I would cash in on Rashford now. Because Marcus Rashford is a very good player, again in a counter-attacking system I and I think that's he's he is did we not miss the chance for this though? what chance? if
0: like Marcus Rashford is on a mega contract now where are we selling him to?
1: yeah we did miss the chance I'd
0: sell Rashford I I love Marcus Rashford but he's a very very frustrating player and he's being shoehorned into a team that doesn't suit him no he's another Bruno Fernandes he's a cracking footballer in his own right he'll go to a team and make a real career for himself and look like a superstar great
1: point he'll boss it somewhere else yeah. but not, not under Eric Ten Hag no or any manager that wants to play possession-based football. Marcus Rashford is will excel in counter-attacking, in a counter-attacking team. Yeah. I've said this numerous times.
0: Yeah, I would sell Rashford and keep Garnacho, but I wouldn't have start. starting. I don't think he's ready to do that. They need to bring in another left-winger. Or, has Steven Sancho any way back in? I just don't even count that lot anymore because the manager doesn't count. If he says ball
1: sorry, ball. then yes.
0: I can see him going. I don't think he needs spoken about. Uh, the strikers, Tony mm. Marshall,
1: go. I love Tony Marshall. No, I have to backtrack there. I love Tony Marshall when he was fit. I always thought he was a better technical player than Marcus Rashford, but he has to go.
0: Sell, sell, and forget about it. Yeah. Rasmus They're Friar not renewing went. his contract. No, good. They shouldn't renew. Oh, his sorry, contract.
1: not renewing. They're not extending it. They're letting him go. They're either going to. Try and get money for him in January, if possible, or he goes in free in the summer.
0: There were four mentioned today. Tony Marshall, Aaron Wambisak, Victor Lindelof.
1: Donny van der Beek.
0: Out of contract. I
1: oh know Donny wouldn't be out of contract, would he? No, I don't think Donny's out of contract. No, there's another one that's... Annabelle
0: Nebryt is out of contract this summer.
1: Well, if, if I was that lad, I would want to go. Yeah,
0: so would I. So would I. Yeah. Uh, we actually forgot about Hannibal. Hanlon was going to be the second time to we announced into a tight Did you forget about Sideshow. Uh, no, Sal. Yep. Sal bang average, not the level that I was expect from Manchester. But team. see, this I is would what sell him and it would bring young Hansen or yeah, into the team.
1: this is what United have been guilty of for years, holding on to players far too long,
0: especially academy players.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Instead of cashing in and getting someone who can play at the system that the manager wants to implement.
0: But I've always accused Manchester United of being willing to bleed out rather than just cut the limb off.
1: I, like, not anymore, I don't think.
0: Wan-Missaka, Vector Lindelof and Anthony Marshall, I read today, that is almost £500,000 a week back in wage revenue. Wow. Yeah. You're talking about wan is on £110, Vector Lindelof is on close to 100 and Tony Marshall makes close to £300 a week.
1: That's scandalous. Yeah.
0: So Manchester United would be putting half a million pounds a week back into their transfer kit. So let's call it two million a month for TOX, uh, twenty four million a year. But in the past they have put people on crazy contracts and held them down trying to try sell on value out of them and they've bled out into yes. financial for play difficulties now.
1: Who wants a mediocre player on two hundred thousand a week?
0: Brant Williams. Do you remember the Brant Williams now? When they yeah. stuck him on fifty grand a week, 60. Just to not lose him. Sixty Disgusting, but Rasmus Weiblin.
1: Oh, I keep him, yeah. yeah I, keep, I feel so sorry for Oh, my mouth. god, it's but his teammates are just not playing any for him. striker. We have uh, that was very indicative, I thought, of the um Diego Dallo move.
0: I seen your Instagram, post. did you see that? Yeah, and I, I never noticed it in the game, but my god,
1: that's scandalous, it
0: really. Is they don't even lift the head to see where it is. No, he no he but you made, made a great, great point, point Rory. Look, no,
1: you made a great point, right? That in the first half. They were pumping balls into Anthony Marshall. Yeah. High aerial balls into Anthony Marshall, right? That Anthony Marshall is a striker who wants the ball to feet. And then the second half, they weren't doing, they weren't giving that service to Rasmus Highland.
0: But Kieran and I sat and discussed this, right? And Kieran could back me up if, if he was here. I said to Kieran before the game, you watch today. This is Manchester United all over. The service will be absolutely brilliant because they'll have worked at it in training they have been coaching and working on it and training because they couldn't get the ball into Rasmus Highland in the Chelsea. Couldn't get it effectively into him the Chelsea game. Poor crosses. And they did it. For half an hour. But the man you're doing it for is on the fucking bench. And Anthony Marshall is standing up front asking for the ball to be played in defeat. And trying to play as like some sort of tre Cortista And you know, sitting back deep and trying to link that play and put people in a goal instead of taking opportunities himself. Whereas the guy that would want those crosses is sitting watching it going right
1: yeah, exactly. this is my moment
0: get me on we're finally playing football that's going to suit me and he comes on and United you know, aren't interested in crossing the ball anymore we're behind time for hero mode hero ball time yeah. who's going to get us back who's going to prove that Eric they deserve to start next week or deserve to start against Bayern Munich by getting us back in the Bournemouth game and what did they do they wasted chance after chance couldn't create anything clear cut because they don't play for each other and Bournemouth ended up 3-0 up It was disgusting to watch. But to go back to the original point, Rasmus Hoyland keep, but either get the manager to start getting these ads to play for him.
1: He has to, or drop them. If you can't give service to 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 the the striker, you're dropped.
0: And do the humane thing and let the lad go because he's too young to be wasting his time and and end up getting united, which has happened to so many strikers and so many players over the past few years. We are an awful cancer to young players' careers at times. Mm. We really are. Uh, Right wing... Anthony. Oh,
1: I would keep Anthony.
0: I would keep Anthony if Anthony was the backup, but he cost £19 million, so I'm so torn with this lad. He's not good enough to start. He has no offensive output, and he puts in such a shift, and he works so hard, but we are awful guilty of patting non effective players at the minute on the back and saying, well done lad, you put in a shift there, as if that's the standard, that we Yeah. As if running hard and putting in tackles and doing your defensive duties are actually enough to get you a goal star and get you in the team next week. No crosses, no assists, no goals, but don't worry lad, you He does an
1: awful thing that really annoys me. He'll take the ball past the player and then he'll he'll nearly backtrack to take it past him again.
0: Because he's left-footed. He's so left-footed. If you want to see him beat a man and swing the ball into the box, play him on the left wing.
1: But But I'm not talking about that, Rory. I'm talking about when He, when he goes past a player, right? He nearly tracks back and takes it past him again. Do you ever see that? As if to say, as if it's a, he's a show pony.
0: He has no right foot, he has to cut back on his left foot. He has no right
1: I foot. Had to, young used to, have, we have, young to bomb down the, the what he called the line and then stop.
0: But we have a left, a talented player who gets with his left foot playing on the right wing to cut inside on his left. And we have a talented the Argentinian on the left hand side to cut in on his right. Because that's how the manager wants to play. The inverted wingers, the inside forwards. These guys who kick with the other foot, but can come back in. And then the width is meant to be provided by the, the fullbacks. And when the fullbacks don't get up, it ends up looking like it's looking. Anthony crosses the ball into obscurity, or Garnacho pulls back, and oh, he's so wasteful at the minute. Mm. But his counterpart is not much better than him. Uh, Pelestri
1: oh I would sell him yeah I would for, sell him his for his sake
0: yeah it's not fair no right? it's not I'm a Jalop
1: oh I'll keep him yeah, I'll I can't him wait to, to see him and I hope he gets his chance
0: so do I he's deserving of a chance there's nobody in the team on the right hand side pulling up trees or putting that lad on the bench for the sake of it you know there's nobody denying him having his chance no one has been good enough to start there this season he, he hasn't really? had a chance yet give him the chance to play he was very good for Sunderland and I thought he was pretty good He was pre-season. excellent for Sunderland. I thought he was very good in pre-season yeah. until he got injured.
1: It was just shame that himself and Manu got injured in pre-season.
0: Yeah. So, that is keep ourselves. I think half Manchester United team have now got axed under our regime. Congratulations. <laughs> just play the youth. Riddle game. them all.
1: Yeah. Play the women's team.
0: If you could, I would. I, I would honestly ax half the team in January and I would start a game with the youth team.
1: I, I think... Jim Radcliffe will come in and I think that that will be the, uh, the blueprint for taking Man United forward. Who can we sell? Maximise the selling of the United players. None of this we're extending a contract by a year and them sitting on the bench and picking up their inflated wages. A hundred I think these businessmen along with the football and personnel will be the start of something different at Man United.
0: Yeah. Manchester United are slowly corroding for years. They need to chop the leg off to save the body now. They have to just accept that it is going to be financially tough on them, that they have made huge, costly mistakes when it comes to personnel and they have to make big, brave decisions now to get it better. And that starts with what happens with these contract renewal talks. I'm excited to see whether he has the foresight now to say that Victor Lindelof and Martial are not part of the future. No. And should go.
1: And they're young enough to get money for them. There they, There's clubs out there, there's talk about some French journalist, the name escapes me now, and said that there's talk of Martial going back to Lyon. Uh,
0: they can go into Bosman. As soon as they enter January, they're allowed to talk to other clubs about their contracts. Don't engage with these boys. Let them go on a free. Yeah, it. I agree with you. There's that. the big indication. Not that you're going out and you're trying to penny pinch and shake money, you know, shake the coconut out of the tree again and hope that you're going to get something that is largely unattainable. Just let them go. They're not good enough. Yeah. Take the hit. But it's not the United Way, as we call it. But anyway, on to the next segment, which I suppose is a lead on from this keep and sale argument and a lead on from what we've been talking about. Reset or Restart. The reset scenario is that we allow Jim Ratcliffe to pick his own coach. That we accept that the hierarchy of Manchester United has caused issues. The Glazers have been an issue. A lack of hierarchical structure has been an issue. Director of football, new head of recruitment, but also a new coach with new coaching staff and a red out of the players. Or, do we go the other route? Do we restart under the Hagger Do we hit the restart button on the current... Erickton Hag era and we said it hasn't gone your way up until now but we accept the faults and feelings were out of your control let's try again
1: well I'm going for a restart
0: you trust in Hag still yeah
1: I would go for a six months when any us apparently they're coming in in January right okay and it wouldn't even be six months the season ends in May doesn't it yeah five month trial for Erickton Hag. That okay. apparently he has talked to Eric Ten Hag when he went to um, before the said before he decided to buy twenty five per cent. Apparently that time that he was at Old Trafford he did have discussions with Eric Ten Hag. Now we're not privy to them of course, but I would like I would like the NEOS group to come in, or St. Jim Radcliffe, sorry, to come in and sit down with a man see his vision and say I, yes or no. Yeah. That's what I want. And you'll have, hopefully, the, like a Paul Mitchell, um, who is it, Jean-Claude Blanc?
0: Jean-Claude Blanc and Paul Mitchell are two very good appointments. It's yeah. a CEO who has been around large football clubs. It's a man who has Absolutely. commercial noose so he can appease the Glazers and get money in. But he's also a man who's made big football decisions as well. Under the guidance of a man who has scout and pedigree and... Recruiting pedigree. So I agree with those. But I think you hit the nail on the head. There needs to be hard-line discussions, if it's going to be restart, around decisions that Eric and is making at the minute. And what is his vision? Is he being hampered by injuries? Can he explain to these footballing people why Manchester United are going wrong at the minute? And lay it all out.
1: Oh, absolutely. And
0: then put his career in the hands of people who have been around other top-class managers, other managers of real clout and personality. See, and the, let them have a conversation and say, do you know what, I can see where he's coming from, or actually, in you no. Know.
1: But see, I I agree, but the other scenario could be that Jim Ratcliffe and his posse come in, new sheriff in town, and Eric had could turn around and say, well... They are not the guarantees that I was given when I took the job. The guarantees were I had full control of the transfers. I had this, this, and this. And Ericton had to turn around and say, "Well, I'm not buying into your plan." That yeah. could be another scenario.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's so. That's reset. where reset. That would be big adult
1: discussions. Yeah, have to be had.
0: I would like to see the reset. I'll tell you why. Right. It, it, Yes, it's Ten Hag out mentality. It is. And I can understand where so many people are coming from. Oh, you sack the manager. Who are you bringing in? You know, it's just regurgitating the same crap, rinse and repeat, and all the brilliantly names that we're hearing now.
1: Fair enough. Sound bites.
0: Yeah, I propose this Manchester United have been as poor at picking managers as they have at playing staff and every other major decision post Alex Ferguson. I don't think Ten Hag is the right manager. I don't think his vision for playing football ever gets us to the Premier League or the Champions League. And I think if you want to properly reset Manchester United's culture, you need to realise that there are three things wrong at Manchester United, right? The first is everything, the second is everything, and the third is everything. <laughs> Absolutely everything at the football club is fucked it's from rotten. top to bottom. Clean and utter goose. It needs to be ripped out, root and stem. The Glazers are an issue. The Glazers are being replaced now by the Anyos group. There's step one. Step two is appointing a coach and a coaching staff that get the team, the current team, playing good enough to survive top four this season so that they can attract a calibre of player that is going to push Manchester United forward in the future. That's step two. Step three is to realise that Manchester United need the biggest clearing out of players that we have ever seen in the club's history.
1: As Ranyak said, open heart surgery.
0: Open heart surgery. But open-heart surgery from top to bottom.
1: It can only be in the heart, Rory.
0: Top to bottom. Everything. If they're going to come in and they want to reset Manchester United... Look, we have seen this man fall out with a couple of players in the playing squad, right? I've agreed with some of them. I've not agreed with others. I think Manchester United have a good enough squad currently to put up more of a fight for the top four this year than they're actually putting up. I don't believe this man gets top four this season. I do believe it's because he's not a, a great... Motivator. I don't think he's the personality that certain other managers have where he can impose his will upon players and make everything better. I'm yet to see him get players playing to play as better versions of themselves. And that's what I judge a coach on. Not who you buy in, not who you bring into the team. Who are you actually coaching to a higher standard than the previous manager? I can't point my finger on anyone. Rashford did last year in counter attack in football. Yeah. There's no consistency there because Rashford has dropped off now. Because we're not Maguire playing counter attack in football. last year we didn't want Harry Maguire anywhere near this team, neither did Hag. And now he's one of his first. You know, he's the first man on the team sheet. It's
1: necessity, do you not think?
0: How can it be necessity when Raphael Varane's on the bench? I don't
1: know what the problem is with Raphael Varane. I really don't. But I don't know whether it's a necessity fo- argument. Though? I have no idea what, and it's a head scratcher that that man's sitting on the bench and Harry Maguire's getting played.
0: Because McGuire's in form.
1: Yeah, therefore, the conundrum for Eric Ten Hag is you can't drop somebody in form.
0: Why not?
1: Because he's British and the media will devour him. And the man has won. The man has won. Well, start. I think he is being influenced by the media. You heard Scott McTominay today.
0: I'll give you the flip side of that, right? A player who has absolutely been rinsed by the British media, right? consistently, week in, week out. Now, Harry Maguire was rinsed by the British media, and what did Eric Ten Hag do to Harry Maguire when he was being rinsed by the British media? He hung him out to dry, he stripped him of the captaincy, and he told him that he was being sold. And now Harry Maguire has been roaring back. Phoenix scenario. Who would have ever guessed that Maguire's proven Ten Hag wrong? And Ten Hag is picking him week on week, because he's in form. And that, to me, is weak-minded. You couldn't find a place for him last year. He didn't suit your system or your style of play this year. He's playing a bit of form now, and you're sticking in the team. But the flip side of that, I take an example like Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's being rinsed week in, week out by the English press. He can't defend. What is Klopp doing with him? What is going on here? Has to be dropped. Has to be replaced. And Klopp stuck with him. Coached him. Found a place for him. He's still a, a shit defender, Rory. Doesn't matter, Mum. You can't say that he's a shit footballer. You can't say that he's playing for I didn't say footballer.
1: that. I said he's a shit defender. His
0: manager worked with him, coached him, found a place for him in the team, and now we are seeing something I've never seen because before. Because
1: he changed his position. Exactly. After how many years?
0: Mum, Trent Alexander-Arnold is After how many on. years? Trent Alexander-Arnold is one of the top right backs in the Premier League.
1: At Did you ever
0: Trent Alexander-Arnold?
1: Yeah, I know, what I know the point you're trying to make. He coached him.
0: Now we have Aaron Wambasaka, right, who came back into Ericsson-Hagstead. Another man, ostracized. Couldn't give me the team. Went off did his individual training programmes, Worked his ass off and got back into the team. Fair play though. That's brilliant. Was he coached by Eric Haag back into the team? No, there was all these comments about him doing his individual training programmes. Harry Maguire doing his individual training programmes in the you summer. train 10 all
1: 10 you percent percent like, you still have home. to be coached.
0: 110%. But what are we saying about our coach? That he chooses Harry Maguire over Raphael Varane.
1: And I say it out of necessity. He's the only one that can stay fit. Consistently.
0: Yes, that's valid. He's the only person that can keep himself fit. I'll take that. But he plays every single game to the detriment of the football team. This manager will not play Raphael Varane because Harry Maguire plays his style better than Raphael Varane. And that's all I can see. And I would love to be wrong. I'm not saying that I like this. I would love you to be wrong. Yeah, but it's consistent. I can only analyse what I see in front of me. You said that Lissandra Martinez was the reason that Raphael Varane wasn't playing and I conceded that. I could see your logic, right? Then I made the point that Luke Shaw played with Raphael Varane last season and you's conceded, yourself and Kieran, Right, but well, when Shaw comes back, I can see Shaw playing with Varane. But we're not seeing it.
1: Do you know what it is, Rory? It's wishful thinking on my part. That's what it is. That I can get. I don't think that Harry Maguire will suit the system that he wants to play eventually. And I think... Raphael Varane is a more superior defender to Harry Maguire.
0: It annoyed me more when I seen Victor Lindelof partner Harry Maguire. Now, I know you're talking about partnerships, consistency, you know, different things, and I understand that, but he plays Harry Maguire week in, week out with a different partner. One week he plays Shaw, then he trades Lindelof, Johnny Evans had a spell in with Harry Maguire, the only person he won't partner him with is Raphael Varane.
1: Because of the same, what is it, The the right back position. But Victor I'm not, sorry, right not the right back, back position. To I can
0: until i seen Lindelof in the left centre back position. I can see how the way Eric Ten Hag thinks. He's very resolute in that manner. You know, if you're a right side of centre back, you kick with your right foot. Yeah. If you're a left side of centre back, you kick with your left foot. But then I've seen important Maguire with Lin- Lindelof. And I thought, uh, Victor Lindelof kicks with his right foot. So, what is it that you can't get Verona and Maguire in the same team? You know, Harry Maguire is playing brilliantly. Listen, I'm you. not ditching Harry.
1: Maybe Maguire. the man is OCD. Who knows?
0: Who knows? I'm not dissing Harry Maguire. He is playing very, very well. But not partnering with Raphael Varane is frustrating because the best centre-back fit at the football club at present is Raphael Varane by far. And if he can't coach the team to play with those two centre-backs, then I don't know. But, look, I am, I am reset. You are restarted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm the optimist and you're not.
0: No, I'm not with this manager. I'm
1: I just not. want to see him given a chance under this um, new regime. I think it's too soon to be calling for his head. I can understand people calling for his head. Yeah. I've never seen a reaction to a game or after a game that Bournemouth game that people um, these what influencers and whatever you want to call them um, who were sitting on the fence prior to that all want him gone. And I
0: can see why. And these
1: are match going people who are paying money week after week to watch that
0: look i think the football is dire i don't see how giving him time is going to improve the football i don't see how buying players is going to improve the football and once you come to that point i think you're done with something and manchester united is the only football club in england at present right who will stick with the manager for the sake of it because we've all been burnt too many times this can't be the wrong appointment because We've got it wrong so many times. But what qualified John Murda and Richard Arnold to pick the manager of Manchester United in the first place? So does it not make more sense that the manager and coach of Manchester United to take it forward under the new footballing operational regime would be someone picked by that regime? And not by John Murda and Richard Arnold? I I agree with you. Yes, you are right. And they sit down and they ask the hard questions and he pitches his vision and they buy into it. But I don't see it. I really don't. I don't think... The tactics that I'm seeing lend themselves to winning big trophies. And that's what's going to kill him.
1: All I'm saying is they come in and the man's on trial for five months.
0: I don't want to lose out in top four this season. So I don't want him there for five months to cost me top four. And that's the really bitter, selfish point that I have at the moment. And
1: I'm sure that Jim Ratcliffe doesn't want to lose out in top four either. And doesn't want to lose that money. No,
0: it's financial disaster. Exactly. And those, are the, those are the top dry cut decisions to be made now. Do we think the man gets top four this season? If the answer is no, then he has to be sacked. Because I don't personally think any Manchester United fan could look me dead in the eye right now and say, do you know what, Rory? you're wrong. I can see Tim one winning the Premier League.
1: <laughs> I'm sitting right across from you, Rory. Do you
0: see him winning the Premier League? Do you if think given the a... way he plays football at the minute, right, will ever be good enough to consistently beat the top teams?
1: Well, I suppose I'm full of hopium as well. I, I
0: get that, it's nice to be full of hope but if there was any substance to back this up I'd be able to take it but you look at last season there's a few teams around us capitulated that have now come back this year and Manchester United are still bottling it in the big games and in smaller games so I would love to hope you run to rub off but what do I base it on? What am I to get excited for? Getting drummed 3-0 by Bournemouth and then having to go and play Bayern Munich never Liverpool? Yeah,
1: well it's...
0: <laughs> what am I basing it on?
1: It's the Sunday's match much shit. The right that I'm on the wall from the Wolves game.
0: From the Wolves game onwards, Manchester United have never recuperated. It has never looked consistently good for 90 minutes in any football game this season. They've fucked the Champions League. They're out of the Carabao Cup. They're playing shit in the Premier League. They're just, Manchester United are living on a thread held up by the fact that the other teams around us, as he has rightfully pointed out, cannot keep consistency either because there's fitness and injury issues galore in the Premier League this season. I think it's hampering everybody. Yeah. And it's keeping us in sixth. But as I said to you a couple of podcasts ago, and as I will continue to say to you, I don't think Manchester United will be sixth in January. I think they'll be much lower on the table. I think Liverpool beat us. I think Villa beat us. And he needs a result against West Ham now, based on the Bournemouth game. West Ham has become huge.
1: Just take one game at a time. That's what he can
0: do. I would, Do you know, it would be very Manchester United to go and beat Liverpool now. It <laughs> really would. To go out and beat Liverpool. Stranger us. things. So, to cap off the Bayern Munich game tomorrow night, the two of us are going to be there. There is this slither of a hope that Manchester United get through. It takes us beating Munich and the other two teams drawn, which isn't inconceivable when you think that both those teams have to beat each other. Yes. So neither can concede defeat. Neither can go for...
1: This is going to sound awful. It really is. But I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. This is my first time at Old Trafford and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, fair play. It's going to be a good trip. Uh, are you hopeful that we can beat Munich? Because it's
1: a nice I game think community. we were very unlucky in yeah. Munich. Very unlucky. Those howlers from Onana. you know, And any howler that a goalie lets in it just unsettles that back line anyway. We were very... We have to feed the striker. Yeah. We definitely have to get, the the, the, stri- the striking position in um, at Man United present is a graveyard shift. It really is. It's shocking. We've tried Rashford up there, Martial up there, Hoyland up there. Hoyland's getting no service whatsoever. I don't know, do they not like the lad? They do everything that they can not to pass the ball to him. <sighs>
0: I can't point to anything. You're going to hate it's, this, but I can't point to anything. But coaching, I can't. I don't know if it's they've spent last year without a striker for too long and they're just ingrained in how they're playing, but a good coach would get that out of them. Like Harry Kane has missing from Tottenham. or Tottenham missing a beat when it comes to scoring goals? Yeah, no. but just to
1: say, you you, you made reference to it about them pumping the ball into the box when Martial was in, yeah. <coughs> excuse me, in that position in the first half.
0: Like, if you don't know how to break down your opposition, right, the basics of football is long, hopeful balls into the box. You have a big Danish lad that are willing to work hard to get on the big end of target. those balls. target. Yeah. And then when it comes to the actual moment where he comes onto the pitch, you, you stop. Yeah. And you decide that everyone's going to shoot from Mind distance. Mind boggling. And we're looking for heroes around the pitch. And it's just...
1: Yeah, we'll see those heroes. hold them off when they start doing that. It's all When they start team. playing for themselves. It's Garnaccio. It's
0: Bruno. It's Dalo. It's our whole team, Anthony. They all at the other demo. All of them. All of them. It's like we try the tactics and when we realise the tactics aren't gonna work this week. The game plan isn't gonna work this week. It's right, what do we try now? What do we do now? And they just break Unless it Die as
1: her green or something. <laughs> That's the target lads. Hit the lad with the greener.
0: <laughs> I don't like I'm excited for the Bayern Munich game. I do think we can get a result out of this one. I think that Bayern Munich
1: Do you know something, Rory? If they can't get up for this game tomorrow night, they should just pack it in as footballers. See,
0: I think they were up for the Bournemouth game. Just
1: Bournemouth. No, I think they were. I think they were a bit complacent in that Bournemouth game. I really, I think that Bournemouth um, never beat us at Old Trafford. I don't think that was a record. Well, until Saturday, and I think they're a bit complacent. And Scott McTominay, for God's sake. If you're playing a midfield tomorrow, be a midfielder. He goes missing.
0: Then his manager will cheer him out for not listening to tactical instruction. Game on, game on, game, you're seeing the same tactics and you're still falling into that old trap of oh, Scott McComley being a midfielder. He has to do what he's told him. He has to follow the manager's instructions, otherwise he won't be on the pitch. Scott McComley shouldn't be near that team, but he's doing exactly what he's told. So he's a there, And he was taken along like the loyal dog he is today to tell all the media and all the fans were all behind Erich and Hag, it was a farce in my opinion I didn't see it really really McTominay oh, should be nowhere near that team but as long as he does what his manager says and plays the way his manager wants him to play he's there So Tommy won't be a midfielder tonight he'll be the advancing ten, because that's what Erickson Hag wants him to do and that's we wrong. need to really really hope that Bayern Munich don't play their first team first start and don't get well <laughs>
1: Serge Gnabry's out that's a blessing
0: yeah, it depends what team Munich play. If Munich just decide the Manchester I hope United that Bayern uh, Munich play
1: the way that they played on Saturday.
0: Yeah, two schools of thought. First one, it's a nothing game to you guys. Why would you risk coming over to Old Trafford and getting your lads injured? Second school of thought is Tuchel's under a bit of pressure now and would Manchester Especially United that be Cameron resurgent... in the weekend. Would United be resurgent in the deeper stages of the Champions League? Who's your other play against? Galatasaray, or Copenhagen or a resurgent Manchester United? Hit them when they're down, knock them out, and let that be that. Mm.
1: Maybe that's what we need, putting out of our misery, no hope at all.
0: Yeah, I don't think when things are going so badly at the moment, it's oh happening so often.
1: The Europa League.
0: No, 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 no. If it comes to that, if Galatasaray go two nil up, Ten Hag should shrewdly give the instruction: look, kick them on your own. Head. <laughs>
1: Just kick it back to O'Nana. Every time. Every That's opportunity you get. Just kick it to O'Nana. Kick
0: pot shots at O'Nana. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, we're really looking forward to it. And we will be back then at the weekend too.
1: Mm, well, it depends. <laughs> Tis the season and all that. We will be jolly. I'll- Tis the
0: season. We're going to be Yeah. Listen, everybody enjoy. Thanks for listening. As always, give us a like on Instagram. Check out the Twitter. Or just leave us a review on Spotify, whatever suits you. Bye, everyone.